Hello, and welcome to episode 64 of Expertise is Overrated, the podcast that takes the time to answer the questions you didn't know you didn't want the answers to. I'm Vib. And I'm Sean, and neither of us has any clue what we're talking about. Except today we did. Oh, you nailed it. You nailed it. (laughs) Nearly nailed it. Got the tense wrong, and I didn't actually say anything. (laughs) Except today we did. Except today we did. Today we do, in that we discussed who actually says something after we do the intro. I really hope that the people who listen to this podcast, all six of them, enjoy our early in the episode meta-analysis of our own inability to podcast. Because for me, it's the highlight. For me as well, but I imagine that a lot of new listeners, hello if you're new, <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with these guys? Um, I promise, we're pretty funny, and we actually talk about some semi-intelligent stuff yeah. most of most of the time. Seems that's what is written in front of me, so it must be true. Exactly. No, no, we're, we're good. We're smart. Yeah. Um, totally yeah, not yeah. two nerds with an inflated sense of their own ego. But for more on that, listen to our trailer, which I think we're now going to make available to people since we didn't win our competition. I know, rigged, obviously rigged. Absolutely rigged by people asking everyone who listened to their podcast to listen to vote on the trailers. And it turns out that more people listen to other podcasts than listen to it. It's true. Fuck me. Yeah, this is going to be great. How much have you had to drink? (laughs) Uh, Nothing. I don't really know what's happening. See, I did Maybe. consider putting myself a whiskey, but then I thought the better work, even though it's a Monday. I'm just looking at the glass of whiskey that I've poured myself. It's yeah, don't feel tempting. It's tempting. Well, it's too late now. We started recording. Well, I can always get up. You, you monologue enough for me to be able to get up, <laughs> probably leave the house, do some shopping, and come back. That's, I wish that wasn't true, but it really is. <laughs> it's either you monologuing me interrupting you randomly, so you know. That's that's the problem. If a monologue goes on for too long, I start to get nervous because I'm waiting for the interruption. Yeah. And if it just well, never just comes, left. I get in my own head. It's awful. Um, uh, but no, yes, uh, we didn't come in the top three, but we, you know, we were shortlisted into the top ten yeah, uh, of I, trailers. And thank you to everyone who did vote for us. It was really appreciated, and I got lots yeah. of people messaging me to say that they'd voted for us, which was very kind, and we do appreciate it. And we do. If indeed. you'd all told a couple of friends then we might have win so really it's on you it entirely is on you uh, yeah. what can you say it's all your fault but thank you yes yeah dicks <laughs> did you you wrote to me um though that there was no ip tracking or anything on the uh i i think i did vote like six or seven times So I've, I've, a friend of mine actually messaged me about it and was like you do realize that like you could just vote as many times as you want they've got no verification or anything yeah and i was like yeah i did i did realize that and i'm fairly sure like an auto clicker would have been really quite easy to do but that felt a bit sordid we're 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 honest and that's why we didn't win yeah the the winners did of course yeah absolutely easily but no thank you podbean for shortlisting (laughs) us it was great it was great fun to make a trailer it's actually really hard (laughs) Yeah. yeah 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 it was awful um, but here we, are. Um, here we are. Not winners. We have a trailer, though. Whoa. Still thinking about ways to actually improve our franchise. That's not the right word. I suppose it is the right word. Get our message out. Get our message out. Um, like some sort yeah. of sad political party. 
pamphleting on <laughs> Cornwall. Let's not go there. There's, there's only there, there's only terrible puns ahead if, <laughs> if we go there, and I'm not sure I'm on board with that. You have your whiskey. Anyway, oh. shall we talk about what we're talking about? Yes, let's. I'm, I'm excited about this. Uh, it's going to be quite structureless, I fear, because it's we don't really have any idea other than that we both wanted to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer for an hour. So enjoy, I guess. This has been on our list, our sort of... Yeah, it is a list of things that we <laughs> have written out that we wanted to do. Like, since we came up with the idea of doing a podcast, so... Yeah, but we, we've we never come up with anything better than, let's talk about Buffy. No, because every time I sort of asked, like, what should we talk about with Buffy? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, just, it's just really good, and we both really like it and want to talk about it. So my first question to you is, when's the last time you watched a Buffy it's episode? It's a long time ago, actually. Yeah, same. My wife and I watched the whole thing through in like a concerningly short period of time. <laughs> for, like, it's so for, addictive. It's so addictive. And I, I don't know, It's it absolutely nails that middle ground between each of the episodes sort of stands on its own and there being a really strong, consistent through line of plot. So, like, it's rewarding to watch each each episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really well done, I think, because it's, it's very much Monster of the Week most oh, of the absolutely, time. Absolutely, yeah. And then it's... But it's also, like, Monster of the Series. <laughs> yeah, Monster of the Week with an overarching threat through Big the monster, series. Yeah. Big monster, yeah, yeah. Big monster. But it's crazy to think that it's been over for nearly 20 years. That's really saddening. Because part of anything else makes me feel really old. Oh, but I didn't, that, when, when did it? Yeah, when did last Buffy episode was end? 2003. Sometimes guess it, it has been over, yeah. Uh, May 20th, 2003. So it has been over 20 years since that series ended. I, and I feel I've not seen Sarah Michelle Gellar since, so... No, no, I don't think so. Uh, she's done a few things. I she, she must have done, but it it is interesting that sort of of the the main cast, like Alison Hannigan, has gone on to do the most, really, out of like the core three. Uh, Seth Green, arguably, but I don't. In he a was only sort of in, way. He was only in it. Comparatively briefly, that's true. He's not. Yeah, he's not. The, I guess not main cast. Right. Although yeah. he, he does. He he's main cast credit, right? He's top cast credit. Yeah, but so is. is doesn't he just start? Doesn't he enter the thing in season two? He's only in forty episodes. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's only in forty episodes of the hundred and forty-four. Oh fuck! Okay. Yeah, no, he's damn. Out, it's mad. I remember Seth. Green being much much bigger part. I think, I think it's when when he's in it. Oh no, yeah, because he, no, he's in he's in the school, right? Yeah, and exactly. then and then and he disappears in, for a couple of years and he comes back. He's in the year above them as well. Oh, so he? He, yeah, he is. He's in the year above them. I'm fairly oh, sure. Yeah. So like, he's he's in it for like two seasons properly. I think, or maybe like a season and a half. But then he just leaves in his van and then reappears at the very end, I'm fairly sure. No, it's entirely possible. 
Just I mean, looking I'm, through I'm, the cast list now, like it's I mean, names I've not seen in so long. Eliza Dushku. Yeah. DB Woodside, my favorite actor of that caliber, if that's <laughs> I don't know Is how to put it. He never plays like the main guy in anything, but he's always really good. I really enjoy him every time I see him in a show. I'm like, oh, it's DB Woodside. He he I, he's the principal. Um after the original principal is killed. Oh, or he's the, um or the mayor? No, principal, right? Yeah. No, the the mayor, surely. No, he's the pr- Oh no. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, he's the principal, isn't he? He is. Who gets really involved and is like, you guys are shit students. <laughs> yeah, what what are you guys playing at? Isn't he in Yeah, oh my god. I I've watched a fair bit of Lucifer and I'd never put two and two together that it's the same guy. Um Yeah, he's just always really solid in every role yeah. he plays. That it's it's like weird that he's yeah, I don't know. He's, he's never like the main star in anything. I feel like, or maybe I'm doing a massive disservice. I don't know, but no, I think I think you're right. I think he's sort of a really solid supporting actor. Yeah, really fantastic. Who else do we have? James Marsters, of course. I mean that he's James, the main cast. Yeah, we're sure. gonna gonna need to come back to yeah. people like James Marsters. Um, Charisma Carpenter. I guess well she she moved to Angel right and she, I think she's in Angel for like the entire she's series. In a lot of, well, yeah, I think she's in a lot of Angel. Angel himself, of course. Uh, David Boreanaz, I think, has only done Buffy, Angel, and then isn't he Bones? like Bones? He's in yeah. Bones, which may still be running. I I assume that it's constant. Like, who else is? Who else was in it? Michelle Nathan Fillion. There's a there's a Nathan Fillion cameo. He did it for five seasons, not five seasons, five episodes. Oh yeah, he plays. Yeah, plays he the plays priest. the really creepy dude, right? He What's plays his name? the the uh, Caleb. Caleb, yeah, yeah. Caleb's plays, so sinister. He plays that like weirdly pious but evil priest of yeah. the like last big bad. The yeah, the biggest of the big bads. I, do, do you think so this is quite a long way down our, our list did you find that there was a sort of peak to the the monsters or the villains of Buffy and then it did start to peter out a little bit see I, now you're asking a question I mean let, let's talk about the big bad so I, I remember there's the master uh, the master right yeah, the master is the very first one and he's great because he's just a, a big vampire. He's just yeah. a big nasty vampire. Yeah, and he comes back at some point, I believe, right? Or, or the suggestion of him comes back anyway. Yeah, because he kills Buffy, which I think is quite a big thing in her life. I mean, <laughs> as, it, as, as it would be, I suppose. Yeah. But then the only one I remember is that, like, super OP woman, who like doesn't doesn't she turn Willow? evil or does Willow have to like go super powerful to beat her and then turns evil the other one who kills Buffy I think or Buffy sacrifices herself to get rid of her is that (laughs) it's good to show how long ago that's glory glory yeah and then there's the big big bad at the end uh there's the one glory no so glory's season this is so complicated glory is season five 
Dark Willow is season six. Season two is Spike oh, Drusilla and Angel. Yeah, and then season three is The Mayor, which is great. Actually, The season Mayor three, was fantastic. Yeah. Mayor Wilkins is season three. So right, let's do this in order. Season one is The Master. Season, Spike and Drusilla. Two, season two is Spike Drusilla Angel. Season three is... Oh, is that the one where Angel already turns bad? Is that season two? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they get it on. That was a mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has the moment of perfect happiness, which causes him to turn evil, and then Buffy stabs him on a demon. I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, and then Richard Wilkins the third is is yeah, Richard three. Wilkins the third. We also plus... get uh, Wesley Wyndham Price, which is fantastic. Even though um, Giles is obviously amazing, but Wesley is so. Oh, is that Wesley? Yeah, so amazing in in his shitness. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll get back to old Ripper, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, you also get Faith in season three. Oh yeah, the sort of anti-hero. Yeah, season four is Adam, so Maggie Walsh. I don't remember that. the cyborg so, thing. Oh, the cyborg business. Yeah. Oh, that's when yeah Riley. Yeah, that was so. That's weird. Riley. That's yeah, a, that's, that's a weak season. That is a weak season. <laughs> The entire season, season is just so bizarre. Yeah, season five is glory. Oh yeah, but that that's great because Dawn just sort of appears. Oh, I, I want to come <laughs> back to Dawn. I want to come back to the way they did that because it was so good. It was amazing, um, yeah. Season six is Dark Willow and the trio. Warren, Jonathan, Andrew. Because that's... It's basically Warren. Willow. Trio. You, you know Jonathan? Yeah, the trio. That's, how, that's what this article is calling them. They like make their own villain. Oh, and yeah. Then, they like, kill, end up they kill, fighting um, and accidentally end up killing Tara. Yeah. Tara. That's and right, then like, Willow, right. Willow like flays them alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean. It's really, it's Dark Willow. It's Dark Willow, and then season seven, Caleb, so creepy. Uh, Caleb and the first evil, yeah. The first evil. I mean, that, that's. I think that's a good season to end on, that the threat is obviously sufficiently huge. I, th- I, I think, yeah, to get back to your point, so I think season five felt apocalyptic. Glory feels apocalyptic. Season, season one, s- actually... Yeah, season one obviously feels very apocalyptic, as does season two. Doesn't so much, but it's it's kind of more of, of what you need. It's like it's, it's re- Spike it's, and Drusilla are like these classic vampires, right? Uh, and it's and then really Angel falls as well. And Spike yeah. and Drusilla do a really good job of being like, okay, we're not as big and scary as the Master. Like we're not in a stand-up fight. Okay, yeah. we like Spike can hold his own, but it's not. Um, but, but, but weirdly, uh, Spike slash Drusilla kill more Slayers than anyone else. <laughs> yeah. Because they don't... Calendar, yeah. Ah, yeah, that's when Ripper had a girlfriend. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. And then season three... I, I really enjoy season three because of the finale, which is just so over-the-top ridiculous. It's so stupid, but It's great, and the really amazing. badly animated 
dragon worm thing. Dragon worm demon serpent thing. Yeah. I think the, there was an episode of season three that was like the first episode of Buffy I ever watched. And it's the one where the mayor gets the box in the school. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Which is just completely out of nowhere. And it's one of the few like mid-season episodes where actually you really need to needed to have been paying more attention <laughs> yeah exactly so just that, as my first episode i'm watching it going what the hell is this why is like why is there a principal having an argument with a mayor who's doing a drug deal that's not a drug deal with a box full of magic spiders that everyone's scared of what is going on yeah it's all coming back to me now actually because I, I tried to rewatch it not too too long ago by that I mean, maybe a year or two. Yeah, and I remember getting through through the first three seasons, really loving it, and then season four hit. Season four is so difficult. Season four, like it's great because you get Anya joins, you get Oz, so Seth Green is sort of is there, is, is kind of back. Tara, I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of Tara really, but she's interesting, adds another dimension. But then, yeah, it's just the whole thing's so shit and weird. And so I stopped. <laughs> it's trying to do something new, isn't it? It's it's Buffy at university, which is fun. Um, but at the same time, trying to hold on to actually, we're just this is actually just a teen drama. Except no, they're all like meant to be adults, basically. But then it introduces yeah. this weird like research paramilitary group that's never fully explained. And also so obviously really stupid. And that's the thing, it doesn't it doesn't really work, right? Because you're essentially trying to set up this teenage girl to be the slayer, to be like a super badass, and yet the Scooby squad. Mm-hmm. But then you have this really well-funded paramilitary organization that's just awful. I don't know, it, it didn't really work. There's like a, a vague military hubris thing maybe because they're all very like disparaging of Buffy to begin with and then they're disparaging of Giles and the Scooby squad and actually these are the people who actually know what they're talking about and just because you're a well-funded military chap with a gun doesn't mean you know what you're doing but it just doesn't land no it doesn't land at all Riley isn't an interesting character. No, sadly. and also, the, and also, the big bad isn't really that interesting because I guess the big bad is supposed to be the the, the military leadership, right? But it's the just initiative. Riley. <laughs> it's just Riley gets in over his head, nearly dies, and then they make a Frankenstein monster out of him. Oh, is that him? Isn't oh, God, Adam? Yeah. Fra- isn't Adam Riley? Is Adam Riley? I think so. No, no, because Ra- isn't Riley there at the end? See, season four, just terrible. Season four Don't is do it just a—it's just a mess. And then season five comes along and it's great. I love season five. I, season season I, six, I think they were like, let's have a bit of fun and do some weird stuff and explore this whole Buffy was dead and in heaven thing. Which, I'm, <laughs> I don't. I I don't like. Season six, like I really don't like the start of season six. It's quite hard to watch. Yeah, there's this, there's, there's it's. 
It's almost trying to be more serious than I really want from my Monster of the Week fun show. Yeah, but it it gets it's, more and more like that, right? But it, th- there's a difference between the stakes are increasing and we're dealing with some slightly more and more dark themes and like it's at some points it's, like, it's just like dealing with toxic ways of dealing with trauma and PTSD and things like that and it, yeah. it, it does it sensitively or as sensitively as it's possible to be but it maybe it's just me I just there, there, there are episodes of season six that I just really really struggle to watch from a oh, I don't think that this has landed the way you wanted it to maybe that is actually what they wanted it to do I, I think so. You can tell there's a concerted effort, right? Because it's it's every single character starts to really lean everyone into spirals. their flaws. Yeah, yeah everyone yeah. spirals. Yeah, which I mean, it makes sense, right? Because their friend killed, well, uh, sacrificed herself, and then mm. it turns out that she was actually at peace and in heaven, and then everybody yeah, they- spirals as a result. So it makes a lot of sense. But the reveal comes through. That's the other thing. The reveal of that comes in like a completely jarring musical episode, which in isolation is really funny. Love that episode. The episode <laughs> but it's so is bizarre. amazing. It's so bizarre. So funny. You get like rock opera, Giles singing a power ballad. It's amazing. Well, he was in a band. He was in a band. Uh, but right at the end, you get the. Buffy telling her friends that she was in heaven and they pulled her out of eternal bliss back into pain and suffering. But she does it in a song. And it's like, you, I don't know. You could tell the writers are like, we have to reveal this, but how do we get this really stoic character to do it? We have to find and a so way they, to force her to talk. Yeah. Or, so we, yeah. we get this dancing demon in and... <laughs> He makes people sing and tell the truth. <laughs> I tell. Yeah. Okay, great. And then the very next episode, they make everybody forget everything. It's like the amnesia episode. So we just oh, yeah. eke it out one more one more 40-minute segment. And I then tell- the main yeah. reason you hate season six is because then Giles leaves. I do also hate it when Giles leaves. Yeah. Um, it I, is I, sad. Yeah. I love Giles. I think Anthony Herod is amazing. Head. I do it every time, don't I? I'm, I'm literally looking at his name and I just call him Anthony. <laughs> Anthony Stewart Head is amazing. He's so good. There's some sort of Amber Heard obsession that we don't know about. Must be. Deeply Must be, disturbing. I think the upsetting thing is I don't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think season season seven pulls it sort of back, but it's like so many last seasons that you know are last seasons, um, yeah, they go I, big on the nostalgia, right? They go big on the nostalgia. You've got the, like, finding all the potential slayers and then somehow Buffy manages to turn all the potential slayers into actual slayers and Spike is actually the one true hero and eh, it's yeah. fine. It's it's a, it's a series of fan service, basically, but it yeah, does yeah. cap it off quite well. So I guess to answer your question... Three really strong seasons stopped on its track in the fourth, and then pulls it back. Yeah, five is good, and then and then it's 
It's not bad in season six. It's just I, they they went somewhere that clearly you and I both aren't great fans of. And then, yeah, season seven is just the end, isn't it? I guess we have to talk about the elephant in the room a little bit, which is Joss Whedon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sounds like it wasn't a particularly pleasant experience on set for a lot of people around sure. Joss Whedon. Yeah. I, it is entirely possible for him to be an odious human being and for one of his creations to be good. Those two things, those two thoughts exist in my head simultaneously. Yeah, no, I, I, I quite agree. It's just a real shame that he's turned out to be a prick. What I think is a real shame, though, and I say this as someone who liked a lot of Joss Whedon's work after Buffy. Yeah. Like, it was people on the set of Buffy knew that he was a massive prick. Like, the cast had an unwritten rule that like he wasn't allowed to be left alone with some of the cast members. Hmm. And I, so it's, this was an open secret in whatever the, t- the TV equivalent of Hollywood is. Yeah, I mean, I think you can, they're more or less synonymous in, in a way, aren't they? Yeah. I, that, that toxic, caustic mess that is showbiz. Yeah. So I have, yeah, it's, it's upsetting. But I can still watch Buffy and enjoy it. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what more there is to say, but yeah, no, it's just a shame, right? Because it's fundamentally a TV show that just celebrates strong female characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. Sure. <laughs> I mean, that that that's the bottom line. It's it's so weird that it, it's yeah that that the people who made it are therefore <laughs> dubious. It, 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 it is quite jarring, I yeah. think. Um, but it shouldn't take away from the message that the the, the show sends. Uh, no, and what, a, what a great era of TV it was for that sort of thing as well. <laughs> the late nineties. Yeah. Let's, let's think back to Xena. What a, what a great show that was. I, I think you're looking back on Xena with the most rose tinted of glasses. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent, a fantastic show. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Lucy Lawless is a hero. <laughs> okay. Okay, I think that might be 12-year-old you talking, but never mind. It's entirely possible. I, I, that might be the last time I, I ever even watched a scene. <laughs> so, so it's entirely likely. Um, yeah, so overall... It's amazing. If, you, if you're listening, if you've made it basically half an hour into a rambling episode about hey, Buffy what, the Vampire Slayer and haven't watched it, what are you doing? that's a much better way to spend your time than listening to this. This episode's Absolutely. an hour long. You can squeeze like an episode and a half of Buffy into an hour. Yeah. Go and watch that instead. And skip season four. <laughs> if, you <laughs> if, you if, you if you haven't watched it before, then yeah, it's, you're fine. If you don't we'll, watch we'll season do. four, you'll be so confused by Spike in season five. <laughs> that is very true. But then Spike is lovable. Aside that, from the horrible relationship that Spike and Buffy end up in. Oh, that that actually is my biggest problem with season six. It's such the, a fucked the, up relationship. The, the, the absolutely fucked up Spike and Buffy relationship, which I just didn't 
and I get again that it's it's got an important or like powerful message in there about dealing with trauma and the horrible things that people do to themselves and each other but uh, still really unpleasant it's so strange from a show that also as you say gave us like the amnesia episode or the musical episode see but again this the, the spike buffy relationship they talk about it in the musical episode right yeah and and confess to each other that it's really fucked up yeah and at the very end of the episode they're like ah who cares let's just keep doing what we're doing <laughs> let's just keep hurting each other yeah and there's just there's just there's just no acknowledgement like xander does it a bit from time to time but there's no acknowledgement that spike is an absolute monster who has killed hundreds of people yeah but oh, he's he's got a chip in his head so he's better now uh well he gets his redemption at the very end where he develops he, a soul or whatever it was i can't remember he, he, he yeah he like obviously major spoilers for buffy <laughs> 30 minutes in, folks. <laughs> it's, had, it's had its 20-year yeah, yeah. anniversary. It's now impossible to spoil. Uh, I love that one of the genres listed on Wikipedia, the font of all knowledge, is philosophical. It is a little bit. Right underneath coming of age and teen drama and comedy drama. <laughs> <laughs> philosophical. Which which it is, because I mean, we're, we're talking about the, the, the sort of bigger concepts that... that people wove into the show right so this <laughs> fucked up relationship that people can get up uh, yeah can, can get in it and it's the same xander and danya's relationship is equally completely fucked up uh but that gets a slightly more hu- human resolution i guess Yeah, because they end up actually talking to each other that's the difference yeah. it deals with addiction you've got you know willow's fight magic with magic addiction. is yeah. just an addiction story Major depression, depression, and PTSD throughout. Yeah, for like everyone, <laughs> and that's not even to, to mention all the just flat out murder that goes on. <laughs> it's yeah, there's it's pretty there's, dark. There's there's lots of like abuse type stuff goes on. Um, in, Loss, in term, I mean, Joyce yeah, and Joyce, Joyce, Joyce is ab- Joyce is completely. Oh, fuck me, Joyce is the episode in which Joyce dies and it's just an aneurysm and she's just dead and there's yeah. nothing There's nothing to be done. It's just Buffy and Dawn's mum's dead. Oh my, it's so well done. Yeah, that is heart-wrenching. There's Faith's entire storyline of grooming, being groomed by the mayor. Yeah, I've forgotten about that, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's... <laughs> Terrible. It, it does. It it deals with a lot to say that it's teen drama and a coming of age story. Yeah, because I mean, it starts off with the usual high school stuff that you see in American media, right? The bullying and the cliqueiness and all that sort of bullying, stuff. Bullying, yeah, it really just ups yeah. the ante. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, yeah, your your main character is dealing with the fact that she died twice. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. Although you know the the thing, <laughs> the thing you mentioned about Xander and uh, and yeah, actually just talking to each other and, and smoothing out, that's made me wonder. Has Joss Whedon pulled a fast one on us? And it's actually not 
a story about strong female characters, but it's in fact a story about Xander, the main well, hero a- of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. There's only, as I think you pointed out last time, there's only two characters who are in every single episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh yeah, good point. One of them is Sarah Michelle Gellar and one of them is Nicholas Brandon. I was shocked when I learned that, but... It doesn't really count, right, with the whole pilot weirdness. Uh, so Alison no. Hannigan is is also she's in every everything that any the, yeah any, <laughs> anything that anyone would have seen yes. would have also had uh, would have had Willow in it yeah Xander Harris the the hero of Buffy there is there is there's a lot there's actually a lot going for that right because he's the only pure normal of the yes. three and That's yet he's always true. there even when Buffy is dead he is there doing his bit. He should have died so many times. But I think. I think the point. And also, he makes a great vampire. He might, He and him and Willow in the alternative universe where Buffy dies. What what happens there? She like she doesn't kill the master. Is that right? It's something like she doesn't kill the master. Yeah. Or she doesn't. Yeah, I don't quite remember. It's like a tiny little thing that's changed. And I can't remember what it is. Yeah, but, she doesn't. She doesn't. Oh gosh, she doesn't kill the master. Something no, she doesn't. Like no, that. no, she doesn't come. Right, because she turns up halfway through that episode. Is that it? But she's really shit at when she turns up as well, isn't she? Yeah, because she doesn't have Xander and Willow. Oh, is it that she doesn't? She doesn't answer the call, or she goes somewhere else. It's something like that, right? Where she she sort of shows up, but isn't anywhere near as prepped as she should be. But she she is the Slayer. She's like recognized yeah, yeah, as the like, Slayer. Oh, does she stay with her dad or something for a while? Fuck! I think it's that. I think it's that. I, I can't even place what when this episode would be like. What season that is? It's quite early on, I think. Like season two, two or, or three. Three. Yeah, I feel like Faith they, might be because yeah. they bring no. the. Yeah, Faith. It, it must be. No, well, Faith is the one gets, gets, oh, Kendra's the one who gets killed. No, Faith, yeah. Faith gets called when Buffy dies at the end of season one. So, because there must always be a slayer. Oh, Jesus. I need to go back and watch it now. I was going to say, I think, I think it might be time for a, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer rewatch. It's spooky season. It's very appropriate. It is spooky season. I don't. I, I don't watch something new when I could watch something I've seen. <laughs> I, don't, I don't quite remember, but you're absolutely right that Xander and Willow make for excellent vampires. They're so good. They're so good because the, you can tell the two actors are just having so much fun. Absolutely. Well, you would though, wouldn't you? And. All this time, you get to dress up as some normie while everyone else is putting on wicked vampire makeup and costumes and masks. You're and like, you've seen why do I not get to do that? Up. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. So you're just sitting there and you're eventually like, no, 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 we can do this and we can do this so much better. Oh, I don't remember exactly no. how it all comes together. But, yeah, what, what a... Can we talk about... Well, with with like probably the worst people to, to try and talk with. Can, can we talk about Angel for a second? Like, yeah, because he's supposed to be, I guess, the 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 hot piece of ass. What do you mean supposed to be? But I, 
Uh, does he land for you? I doesn't. I, I don't think he ever really landed for me. <laughs> uh, so I have to confess, he's not. He's not my type. <laughs> I mean, um, the point because the point is to introduce Angel, the supposedly hot piece of ass, after they've introduced Giles, and it's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can have the Ripper, think, <laughs> or, you, or you can have Angel. I know who I'm picking. <laughs> I think you've just outed yourself as an academic, mate. Oh, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. No, but like, I, I think it was Angel, and, and this is Angel to be clear, not not the way David Boreanaz plays. I think he played him exactly as directed and as intended. Oh yeah, but Angel is just such a damp squib because he's I'm so tormented and not having a soul. I guess. So I think that's that's why it's meant to land, though. So yeah, no, I guess, but this, it doesn't like, for me. Well, it, it's. Tall, tall, Season dark, two and, Angel ha- tall, is way dark and handsome, and also tortured. So, ah, oh, true, yeah. Everybody loves a tortured fella. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 th- I think season one and the first half of season two, Angel does land, but the the turn at the end of season, sorry, midway through season two, is just. So well done, I think. Angelus, so no, good. He, he goes from Angel to Angelus, and he's just so like we've seen nasty vampires before, and you've got Spike and Drusilla, and then Angel is just this irredeemably, gleefully evil person that we've seen be human. Yeah, as well. Yeah, or not not human, but human-ish. It's a real Uno reverse card, and it, he and he instantly kills Giles' girlfriend. Or well, not instantly, oh, but just he does like, it. He does it just with no remorse because she knows she's the only one who could fix it. So he's like, "Well, I'm going to kill her. I'm not going to play around. I'm not going to send a message or you know set up something elaborate. I'm just going to walk in and snap a neck." Yeah, that's so good. So th- this this really. Because I mean, we on this show have had multiple arguments about things such as the nature of vampires, mostly related to the Dresden Files White Court. Yeah, where it's I guess it's different, right? Because you have a human and a demon sharing one body, and it's sort of you have to kind of feed both, um, however much you want. Whereas here, because I feel like we can probably both agree that we like Angel at first because he tries to be an honourable human. And we like Angel after se- after season two ends. But when he's Angelus, he does absolutely terrible things. So it's yep. like, is is the is the soul the thing that we really care about and like what you do when you have your soul? I mean, I guess, yeah. I think, it sounds weird, but... I think the problem is the metaphysics of Buffy are deliberately never explained so they can do whatever the fuck they want. So, like, I don't, I, because Angel still has his demon. Yeah, because he, 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 he's he, still he, fundamentally a vampire. He can still vamp out and, like, go all wrinkly. Also, what an amazing design choice, like, at the start of season one. Oh, yeah, vampires are just people with, like, knobbly foreheads. <laughs> Totally uh, inconspicuous people who then also have knobbly foreheads sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they choose to. 
but yeah, it's very strange because a- a- Angel in season one clearly still has his demon. He's still capable of being a vampire, but he's also is it is it that is it that when you've got a soul, you're able to make a choice, and so we like it's, it's, vampires it's so with tough, souls, right? Who because make choices. But, but Giles, because, for because, example, uh, never forgives Angel. No, but he comes to tolerate no. him. Yeah, but even when Angel has his soul back and is like all remorseful and sorry, Giles still sees him as the guy who killed Jenny Calendar, and the guy who could turn back into that at any. And instant. the guy who could like, turn back into it. At any all point. it takes is happiness, right? Which is really fucked up. Yeah, and Angel keeps putting himself around the one thing that could yeah. make him happy. So Giles yeah, is just exactly. like, what are you doing? He's not particularly responsible. No. Um, uh, I don't. But then know. Like, the issue is because Buffy kills kills vampires literally every episode, right? Yeah. So we, we, for for the sake of this being like a TV show that is completely dark, I mean it, it is, I guess. But they're, they're soulless vessels that you could kill, a bit like a video game monster, right? No one, no one bats an eyelid when you kill a vampire and Buffy the Vampire Slayer because well, they're not they're, human. Yeah, they're they're. Meant to be demons puppeting a body, basically. Yeah, yeah, th- that is that is what they are, and I always sort of just viewed them as, yeah, the soul the soul is gone, so whatever happens to the body is entirely irrelevant. Yeah, and then and then you get Angel, who's who's weird because he's that, but has his soul, but it isn't quite what he was when he was human, so that's weird. And then and then Spike really just throws the meta out the window. <laughs> yeah, but you've also got. Harmony, who turns, Harmony. who ends Harmony up being Spike's, ends up being Spike's girlfriend. She, she's she's a girl Whoa. who's at, she's a girl who's at school with the Scooby Gang, and then she oh, gets turned, yeah. and then she becomes Spike. But she's still Harmony. That's what's yeah, weird but about it. Doesn't we, don't we kill her? <laughs> oh, she dies. Yeah, she dies. She dies and she dies like... My point is, it's not as simple as the demon just puppies the body like a meat suit. There's something of the person that they were left. Which is so what is it, makes is it, it that when confusing. you die, the soul leaves you, your soul but like your leaves. worst elements stay behind? I think that's right. The demon, The demon that is created is created from your worst elements. And the soul oh, is terrifying. gone. <laughs> yours, be, really yours, terrifying. Would, yours would be so boring. Have fun day. <laughs> Mine would be excellent. <laughs> my, even my good bits are pretty bad. Like, can you imagine if you take those out? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'd be so. Yeah, it'd be really awful. Well, I never. That's the rudest thing anyone's ever said to me. No, as in like. Bad or awful, like could be a very good vampire. Yeah, sure. <laughs> nice, oh, nice save, nice save. I hurt his feelings. Yeah. Well, on uh, that note, um, time to no. <laughs> I'd be a great vampire, and you damn well know it. You'd be a great vampire. Honestly, at this point, it's probably the only way I'm going to get abs. So <laughs> let's be honest. Amazing. I mean, come on, you, you know what it's like when you work out in your 30s. You, you do it once and you, you're, like, out for five weeks. I'm, I'm in bits, mate. I'm in absolute bits. 
I did some and then somehow like last week. <laughs> and some of my friend who who's in his early forties and who's essentially been unable to walk for the past couple of weeks because he's been holding his like year old daughter, um, mm. and it's just messed up his back because he's in his forties. <laughs> he then uh, this Sunday ran a half marathon in one hour forty eight minutes. That's rude. How the fuck did you do that? Why are you friends with someone like that? Ah, it's hard to know. Um, it's really hard to. It's really hard to know. I'm actually really offended by that. That's quite that. That's someone who runs <laughs> half marathons, though. Like you don't just do that. That's some serious training. Nope. nope. No. Nope. <laughs> he ran a couple of times. <laughs> oh, mate. So I'm, what I'm really hoping is that he's like dead today. <laughs> I run a couple of times. <laughs> Exactly, he's like, ah, oh, you know, I ran like 10k, and then I'll do a slightly longer run, but then obviously didn't do anything for ages because his back was fucked. Yeah. And then he just rocks up and does a half marathon. That's so good. I mean, it's not, but also, like, kudos. Yeah, anyway, um, <coughs> vampirism is the only way for me. Yeah, I think that's clearly there. Can we talk about Ripper, just for a little bit? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, go on then. We did she in all caps. Where is my Ripper spinoff? <laughs> I was promised one. This is what's very upsetting to me. I was promised a Ripper spinoff. Someone once told me, I think, like drunk in a pub, that Anthony had had signed up with Joss Whedon to do a Ripper spinoff series set like in London in the sixties. And ever since then, that's been basically the only TV show I've ever wanted. And it turns out, I think they were just lying to me. No. Following Buffy's conclusion in 2003, Whedon intended to continue Giles' story as a spin-off series, Ripper, which he intended to produce with the BBC. Can you imagine how good that would have been? I don't think that you can make that on the BBC. Certainly not in 2004. (laughs) Well, no, the series was to depict Giles in ghost stories set in present-day England, coping with loneliness as well as figurative ghosts from his own checkered past. Oh, Damn. That's, that's not <laughs> what I wanted at all. <laughs> I'd watch it, though. Despite Head's availability and the BBC's willingness to fund the project, rights issues, co- uh, rights issues concerning the character ultimately led it to not oh. developing further. Fucking lawyers killed it. Lawyers. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Wait, if lawyers made the problem, then I can fix the problem. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just on, on Rupert Giles' Wikipedia page now. His notable powers are superior knowledge of demonology, mystical artifacts and the black arts, genius-level intellect, fluency in several languages, experience in hand-to-hand combat, trained in library and information science. <sighs> trained? That, that's like... Trained so in that- library. <laughs> trained in library that's like a D character sheet yeah no i've taken i've taken three ranks in library next one yeah. i get a membership card oh, i love that that's so good giles's backstory is great dropped out of oxford university to experiment with dark magic and yeah. rock music because <laughs> there's natural the ep- companions <laughs> there's the episode where all of the adults in sunnydale get like kids brains and giles is like this violent angry english thug basically but mixed with with grease 
but mixed with grease it's so incongruous isn't that when he so like funny definitely yeah doesn't he make joyce. out with joyce yeah he definitely, well, sleeps, definitely with sleeps with he makes out with joyce in front of buffy i'm pretty sure yeah, like yeah. It's, she's just physically revolted it's so um, good so i guess in, in a first not the first time i've ever given homework on this show but i'm giving you homework not the listeners for once um fix it Go, I, I thought I thought my hope was going to be go and pitch. Okay, no, I'll get I'll get onto the BBC and whoever it was that made Buffy the Vampire Slayer and find out where the where the rights sit. Yeah, Anthony Stewart Head is is still alive and well, as far as I know. What's he doing? He was he's uh, been probably. in stuff. He's Rupert Mannion in Ted Lasso. He's he's. On Slayers, a Buffyverse story, which is a podcast series that came out last Thursday. Amazing. An Audible original. Oh my god, this is so good. I need to listen to that. An Audible original. It's got most of the cast back. Well, most of the like not particularly successful cast are back, plus Anthony Head and James Masters. He's even got a website. That's so good. .org. .org, really? .org. <laughs> so he was in Bridgerton. Yeah, he was, he was Uther Pendragon in... Uh... He was Uther Pendragon in Merlin. That's what he's done. <laughs> it was only four years. <laughs> he's, he's done I love that he went from of... Buffy to Little Britain. <laughs> That's a great move. He's done a lot of voice acting. To be fair, he's got a great voice. So all the I greatest would. actors, yeah, do that. He's he's Chiron in the second Percy Jackson movie, which is a time. Um, he has a cameo in Sweeney Todd. He's in Little Britain, as you said. That to me is just mental. Oh my god! He's done uh, a lot. Yeah, he's, he's done a lot. Bridgerton, he's done. Yeah. He's done a lot of like bit pieces. He's Will's dad in the Inbetweeners. Is he? Yeah, because Will's mum and dad are separated. So you don't see. Forgotten about that. You don't see Will's dad very often, but he is Will's dad in the Inbetweeners, which. Oh, that's excellent. I'm just going to assume he's Giles. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's 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 not a new character. It's just Giles. Just Giles. <sighs> but no, I agree. A Ripper spinoff would have been amazing. Yeah, when when he left the show, I feel like it really did miss something. And to this day, I'm not entirely sure why they were like, "We need to remove Giles from this scenario," only to then bring him back when it really mattered as well. Like I don't I don't know what. No, what, I don't. What character arc he was supposed to sort of help move along by doing that? It's very strange, isn't it? What he, um, what is he standing in the way of? Yeah, he's like, oh, Buffy needs to be independent, but he, but this is the thing because he somehow starts having this he that like internal a... reflection when when she's like just been resurrected. Like, is this really the time? <laughs> But doesn't no, so doesn't he also kill Ben? He does. So at the end of season uh, five, 
he does at the end of season five after Buffy's banished glory Giles just in cold blood kills Ben who's glory's alter ego and he justifies it at the time as a like you're always going to be a gateway back or something like you're a risk and I can't have you arrived I don't remember the exact rationale but he does I remember that he does remember who Ben is (laughs) the doctor so you know how glory sometimes turns into just a bloke yeah. Who's like into Buffy and Buffy's into Ben. Yeah. So that that's Ben. Oh. I don't remember Giles doing that. In the construction but- yard after Glory's been like chucked off a cliff or something. Anyway, it's, it's, but, but the issue is but the but so yeah, because Giles leaves because he's like Buffy's too reliant on, on him. Yeah. But like especially after he finds out that, that she's just been expelled from heaven. Like not expelled, dragged out of. Dra- dragged out, yeah, yeah, which, yeah, yeah. I guess in some ways that's better, but obviously still bad. <laughs> being expelled from heaven, I think, is pretty, pretty But I, I think that the point of being terrible. dragged out of heaven is it's like she had no choice in the matter whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. no, entirely. But, but you're but like, right. you're, you're, the, you're the watcher, and if, if nothing else, you're like a friend and confidant. Like, this is mm. the one time where you really need... A friend. To help. A friend, yeah. And, and, and he's like, like, nah, I'm out. You're too reliant on me. <laughs> he he, <laughs> he straddles fuck? that, like, friend-parent boundary. Well, he's, the, he's the obvious father figure, right? He's the obvious father Buffy's figure. father isn't in the, in the picture. But he's also a friend, and he's, like, the only person who possibly understands what she's going through. Even a little bit. And he's just like, nah, bye, I'm out. I, I'm going to assume he would, like, Anthony Head was just busy. Potentially. I, I've wondered that in the past. I'm not sure there's any evidence for that, really. Uh, really. Um, yeah. Because what bothers me, he, I don't think he was involved in the resurrection, was he? That was purely like a willow. No, that's just the three of them, yeah. Yeah. And so I feel it's, it's even worse in that regard, oh, right? Because he's like, oh, you, you've, you've just gone through a major trauma. Your friends have really fucked you over. Yeah, I'm up. Bye. Yeah. That, that, it's out of character, I I would say. So maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe Anthony Stewart Head has just had something going on. <laughs> but you've got to think Buffy was like a really good, easy paycheck for him. Yeah, and especially because he comes back in season seven for like a fair chunk of it, I think. Yeah, he does. So you have to you sort of wonder what, what happened. But maybe there was like some personal thing he had going on. I don't know. Who really knows with these sort of things? I don't really know. He's so good though, and he's he's like so British for a like quintessentially yeah. American TV show. It makes it so much better. You really need that. He's and just he's got not, like, and he's not evil. <laughs> no, there's. I've just I was just looking at this. So there's a they've got an extract of something of like a scene. And it's got Xander saying, who's a little fear demon? Come on, who's a little fear demon? And Giles' Giles response is, Xander, don't taunt it. What, it, what can it hurt me? Giles says, no, it's just tacky. And I'm like, that, I just want that in all of my TV. I want someone to be the one who's like, come on, be better. Exactly. So good. And they still got their comical English evil by, you know, 
Spike getting Spike, Spike involved. Yeah. <laughs> Although James Marshall, I'm pretty sure, is American, right? Yeah, he just does British really well. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does a great rat governor type thing. <laughs> I don't yeah, know what he's meant to be like. Cockney? I suppose. No, I not, think not really. It's co- I think it's generic not, London. Not I think. Cockney. More so I think it's Cockney. like working class London. Yeah. Yeah. And he does it very well. <laughs> really yeah. works for him. But that's the great I, thing about the amnesia episode, right? Because they're the only two Brits. They're like, are you my father? <laughs> <laughs> great. I love that episode so much. I'd forgotten that. Yes, that's so good. Ah, <sighs> uh, Buffy. Just the nostalgia is real. Even though I'm struggling to remember some of the details, I I, I remember the the ride. <laughs> I remember I, I remember the first time. So the first episode that Dawn, or like the second episode that dawn is in there was a friend i was watching it at university for the, like the first time all the way through and there was a, f- a friend who like lived downstairs from me who'd watched it all and i came down and i was like all right the, the writers have absolutely jumped the shark here you can't just introduce a sister that we've never heard about like five seasons in it just doesn't work it doesn't make any fucking sense when he's like i know keep watching it's great. Yeah. And then by the end, I, I went back to him and was like, no, you were right. Yeah, no, that was well done. That was really good. And it was right that it, like, that's what I'm talking about, about the, like, meta plot. Like, because you're watching that as a viewer and you're going, this isn't right. This is stupid and bad. What are they doing? And then it just slowly starts to make more and more sense. And then you realize that, like, the writers have been fucking with the audience. Having the guts to do that, I don't know. Very, very clever. Very well done. I, I I seem to remember it actually taking me a while to sort of go, hold up, I don't remember this, this sister actually being a thing. Like, I think it's, I was, it's I, so well done. I, I was binging it. That's probably why it stuck out for me more. But Maybe. Yeah, you're you're yeah. absolutely right. Like it's It's very well done because the characters on screen just don't react at all. And like it was Buffy great as well as that in in that very same season they kill off Joyce and you're like what what are you doing to me? And they kill off Joyce and then like one or two episodes later is when the characters find out that Dawn isn't real, yeah, or is real but isn't real, and then you've got Dawn dealing with the fact that she's experiencing genuine grief for the death of her mother while Buffy's like but you're not actually my <laughs> sister but you're actually feel like I have affection for you but it was put there and i don't know how to deal with it yeah oh my god so good but then but then they're like oh now we have this teenage girl again we need to make some plot for her and then she does the whole kleptomania thing and then honestly i forget what happens the dawn <laughs> she's there at the end yeah but that's that's sort of it. She's just sort of she's there, got, right? She's got a really weird thing for Xander at one point, which is really uncomfortable. I mean, which yeah. knowing what we now know about Joss Whedon, lands even worse. I think. Oh yeah, you just had to make it worse again. I, I did. Sorry. I've had, no, to be fair, that thought, it's fair. That thought's only just occurred to me, and yeah, mm. it, it it's fair. Xander's <sighs> a hero. Xander's an absolute hero. Just a bloke. Just a bloke. And the message is, you don't have to be special. Just get up and be there for your friends. Ah, love it. That is great. We should point out that Sarah Michelle Gellar has been married to Freddie Prince Jr. since 2002. That's probably worth pointing out, just in general. That's an well, interesting fact. What a great fact. combination, right? 
Yeah. It's because they were in the, in, um, the Scooby-Doo series together, weren't they? Oh, of course. That's Freddie Prince Jr., wasn't it? Yeah. As Fred? No. Uh, what? Uh, no, Fre- Fred's the Fred's the dopey one, no? Uh, no, he played Fred, yeah, Fred Jones, yeah. Yeah, as the, like, leader of the Scooby gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But who's, That's- who's like, supremely inappropriate when it comes to dealing with Daphne. And yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's very, it's again, talking about, you know, <laughs> bad themes. Scooby, that Scooby-Doo film definitely has that going on. Did you know that Sarah Michelle Gellar is in... I've lost it. Rebels. Star what? Wars Rebels. She's the I voice of the Seventh Sister. No way. What? Apparently. According to IMDb. Which is the source of all truth. That is the source of all truth. Sarah Michelle Gellar, what has she been in? Cruel Intentions, of course. <laughs> Scream. Yeah. Or Scream 2. Yes. She's in a lot of things just as herself as well. She's like, she's in the Big Bang Theory, for example, just as as Sarah Michelle Gellar. Like, right in the finale as well. It's great. It's very funny. Yeah, she, um, she, she had like a little spurt of acting and then was like, eh, maybe I'm over it. <laughs> maybe I will just enjoy being Buffy. Film-wise, anyway, yeah. That will be who I was. Voice acting, yeah, look at that. I know, right? So just, just, just to close out, looking at the top cast list on IMDb, and we've spoken about most of them, and the ones we haven't spoken about are like Tom Lenk, who plays Andrew, Danny Strong, who plays Jonathan. Okay, fine. You guys were also there. Armin yeah, sure. Shimmerman, who plays Principal Snyder, is given the weirdest exit from a TV show of any, like, semi-main character. Do you remember this? Doesn't he get eaten by the snake? The demon no, snake? doesn't he get... Doesn't he get eaten by students? Isn't, isn't he eaten uh, by no, the so, hyena yeah, students? The hy- no, no, which... Yeah, they eat a principal. Oh, no, they don't eat Snyder. They eat the, the principal who precedes Snyder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They eat the first one. Then Snyder oh, yeah, gets Snyder eaten gets by, eaten by, the by you know, gets, gets, gets felled mared. by his own blade. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, oh, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, the, the random uh, wolf slash hyena pack that Xander nearly joins, and then they kill the principal, and then no one ever really talks about it. <laughs> there's yeah, a whole episode here I'm pretty sure on one of my favourite topics which is why the numbers don't make any sense although I'm, I'm sure that the show kind of tries to deal with that right the sheer well, number of deaths that happen in Sunnydale and no one ever really bats an eyelid but they uh, uh, something something demon hole no not uh, demon hole what is it hellmouth hellmouth uh, <laughs> demon hole sounds so much worse either prom or homecoming in the in season three it must be they do yeah. acknowledge it and it's the only time the character, like the non Scooby Gang characters in the show, acknowledge it, and it's really well done. It's, and then it's no one ever says anything again. Exactly, yeah. that's the thing. It goes, goes right back to oh, all the death and murder, and everyone moves to Sunnydale. <laughs> it's all just the time. an infinite number of school children. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what great TV! 
I'm sure we'll cover that. We, I, I'm not sure we've ever actually done an episode on why the numbers don't make any sense. No, I keep teasing it. It's never going to happen, but it's going to happen. Very, you're very fond of them. We've also not done my um, why would, why the Witcher TV series is just a shit Buffy, but it is. Well, uh, for me, high up on the list of today's episodes, potential episodes, was The Witcher 3 is overrated, but... No, sorry, not take. The, yeah, The Witcher 3 sorry. is overrated, but that is a hot take, I think. Um, and also, I think a it's a stretch of... to say The Witcher TV show is just a shit Buffy, because... Uh, yeah, I mean... Yeah, but it's just shit. <laughs> <laughs> that might be bigger. <laughs> I don't know if it's necessarily like based on most shit. <laughs> Unfortunately. How much of it have you watched? First two seasons. Oh, yeah, so uh, more or less the same as me. Yeah. I I probably will watch season three and then draw a line under it. It's it's really annoying because there's, there's nothing at all wrong with any of the cast and the acting as far as I'm concerned. It's just I I don't get what they're going for. It's just not very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I watched, I watched the whole of the first season because I basically forced myself to. And it was absolutely carried by Henry Cavill's jawline. And then... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's see if I was going to get a reaction to that. And then I started to watch season two and it didn't get any better. And I, I just... I just, it's just not very good. Like, there's no magic to why it's not very good. It's just not very good, as far as I can tell. They, yeah, they they just don't know what story they want to tell, I think. Or they don't know how to tell the story. Maybe that's a, I think that's a fairer way of saying it. I think it's probably fair to say they don't know how to tell the story they want to tell. Yeah, and it's a, it's a real shame, because the Witcher, the Witcher is such a rich, if incredibly confusing story. <laughs> I think... Part of my problem might be I don't know. Like, I think The Witcher 3 is an overrated video game. Um, and I'm not particularly well versed in the books either. So yeah. I don't, like, the world isn't interesting for me. And I, like, so the TV show needed to hook me. I wasn't sort of a pre made audience for it, and it just didn't. Which is a shame, because I sort of want fantasy TV to do well. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. But the, the Witcher is a tough one to to crack, because it's, yeah. it's complicated. It's, you know, um, Andrei Sapkowski, or whatever his name is, yeah. he, he, like, really... I feel like he really leans into this sort of Tolkien-esque idea which is is not what Tolkien intended, but it's how it's ended up, that these fantasy worlds can be really quite complicated. And in the case of the Witcher yeah. universe, it's just, there's a lot of very... There's, yeah, a, lot there's, there's a lot of names. Yeah. A lot happening, lots of politicking, lots of names that you have to remember, and they all sound kind of the same. <laughs> mm. uh, and they're all like really intricate factions, and they change sides all the damn time, and time itself isn't particularly linear. It's all complicated, and I think the TV show just didn't know how to deal with it. <laughs> well, the thing, it took me far too long in season one to work out that I was watching, in one episode, three diff- three unconnected stories happening at completely different points on the timeline. 
Because it makes no fucking sense, that's like, why. <laughs> separate, separated by like a hundred years. Yeah. It took well, in Sue's case, it was obvious, yeah. I guess, because, yeah, because... Well, yeah, but yeah, but she, her her story seems to play out in, in multiple timelines, which is the really confusing thing. Yeah, it it yeah, swing and it, a miss, unfortunately. It's, yeah, it it's not until you see, uh, yeah, it's it's just, but it's it's a shame because lots of the we just need to wrap this episode up, but like lots of <laughs> We're just the, tagging on a whole episode on The Witcher being a shit TV show. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm moving moving on from that. Lots of the fantasy TV shows that I've been excited for or like keen for just aren't landing well. Because like, the Wheel of Time isn't being particularly well received, despite actually being good. I've decided. I say, you, you really enjoyed season two, right? I really enjoyed season two, yeah. and it, season two retrospectively makes season one better as well, which is impressive. I didn't think that was a thing that you. So could we, do. We, yeah, we need to talk about that because I, I feel that there's a there's an adaptation story there to be yeah, told. There's absolutely an adaptation story there. Um, Rings of Power. I. I'm so curious to see what they do with it, but that wasn't well received. It's aren't we aren't we like due another season of Rings of Power? I feel Feels they've like been very it. quiet about it's it. More than more than a year since season one. But it came out a couple of months after season one of Wheel of Time, and that's only kind of just come out. So I don't know how much these things were affected by the writer's strike as well. Yeah, good point. The Witcher, the Witcher TV series has been in the press, but mostly because Henry Cavill's left um it doesn't appear to be landing very well so yeah it feels like we might be re-entering a struggle for for good fantasy tv <sighs> which is a shame yeah you can sort of go on netflix and yeah find, find potentially shit. interesting shows that's the thing like they're often just a bit shit yeah there's something about fantasy being very coming of age young adult as well and i don't know what why that is no you're right there is and it it sometimes it works and i don't mind it and sometimes it really bothers me <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 you know you're absolutely right and the reason fantasy is very coming of age young adult is because it makes it easier to introduce the world to the audience because you're also introducing it to a character yeah but you know, make that character Frodo Baggins when he's young, and then just just casually skip like fifty years. <laughs> yeah, or thirty. There's an episode here. There's, there's several, I think. Yeah. But there's there's absolutely some stuff to unpack. Let us know. I think, let I think us know that what has you to be for about. another time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's do it now. Let's go for another hour. <laughs> Any closing thoughts on Buffy? Love it. Nah, yeah, I mean, love it. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty pretty emphatic. Right, well, we we nailed our post intro intro. I think we need our pre outro outro in uh, next episode. <laughs> I guess all that remains is to say thanks for listening to this episode of Expertise is uh, Overrated. Just just force through. No, no, <laughs> we've said some things that were either objectively wrong or downright offensive. As ever, feel free to let us know, rate the podcast, and leave us a comment. Or drop us an email at expertiseisoverrated at gmail.com. Tweet us at zero expertise. Check out our website, expertiseisoverrated.podbean.com. Or come join us on our Discord server. If you're lucky, we might just argue with you in one of our upcoming episodes. If you're really lucky, we might call you an idiot. 
Come back next time for some more absolute nonsense. Bye.